Hello, folks. You have Dave here at Posing the Matrix. It is, uh, for the next 15 minute is, minutes, it's uh, the 2nd of September, 2021. Um, why, Dave, are you doing such a late show? Well, the, the answer to that is very simple. <clears throat> a very important thing came up today. It needs to be addressed. And I'm going to address it. It's actually something very good because it's showing that people have a conscience and that they're waking up and that they're seeing that there's a there's two sides. You're either on the right side or the wrong side. <clears throat> and what does this have to do with? Well, two of the top people that are in charge of vaccines at the FDC. Um, the, I guess there's divisions at the um, FDA, I'm sorry, FDA. Uh, there's different divisions at the FDA. One of them is the vaccine department. Uh, they, I guess they are the ones that are responsible for okaying vaccines and, and things like that. And um, they've noticed, as far as I know, and what I've read, that uh, the Biden administration, the CDC, and the UN, the United Nations, have uh, politicized excuse me, um, politicize the, uh, the vaccine and especially the boosters that are now supposed to be given every, uh, was it eight weeks or eight months? I can't remember. Um, so anyway, th this is going way too far. Um, and people are finally starting to see it. And, uh, these people happen to be key, key figures in the FDA. Um, so applaud them right there, folks. Um, this war is, is really heating up. It's not a hot war, uh, per se as uh, with guns and artillery, but it's a, it's a political war that's going on right now. And it's the people that know that there's something wrong with these vaccines and that they're being used for things that basically things that um, the vaccine should not be used for. Yes. They're, they're coming out with the guys that they're being used to prevent COVID or to treat people with COVID. Well, they don't work because people that, have to get back, get the vaccines, come down with COVID afterwards. Um, so there's something wrong there, but they keep going. And if you look at the, uh, the Nuremberg code for medical ethics, um, they've broken just about every one of them with this vaccine and with the boosters and, and testing it on, on humans before it's been tested on animals. And it's just a bad scene, folks. It really is a bad scene. But people, like I said, are waking up and uh, from from the FDA, from uh, from government, different sectors of government are starting to wake up and are seeing that something isn't quite kosher. Something is rotten in Denmark, so to speak. And which is where we get the term something smells fishy around here because Denmark, you know, their uh, main staple of their food is fish. Um, and when fish starts to rot, uh, it stinks pretty bad. And just like this vaccine stinks pretty bad, like Fauci and Biden and um, and all the other people that are advocating, it stink really bad. So what we're going to do tonight, um, I found a video that uh, talks about this. And I want you to understand that the video is not necessarily coming from anti-vaxxers, okay, or anti-COVID vaxxers. It's coming from people who basically are saying, yes, you should get the shot, but they're against the boosters. Okay, and they should have a right, right to be against the boosters. They should be against the boosters, but they should be against the whole thing. Um, more and more evidence is coming out that this, this, when you get those um, shots, that they basically strip your body of any um, 
antibodies that you have and uh, and replace it with their own antibodies, which lasts for a certain bit of time, and um, but also cause the body to turn against itself. And I've said this right from this right from the start that this is what's going to happen, and they're finally figuring out that this is what's happening, that this uh, vaccine is actually stripping the immunity away from you or placing it with its its own immunity factor but it's leaving people open to autoimmune diseases like there's no tomorrow and we're going to see it more and more as time goes on that uh, <clears throat> that people are going to start killing over i hate to use that term but passing away how's that sound or getting very very sick with autoimmune diseases um and then passing away um we lost a dear woman in our church today. I don't know if she had the vaccine before. Um, I suspect that she didn't, but who knows? And now is not the right time to ask. <laughs> okay, um, so we'll, we'll wait and see what the, what the answer to that is or <clears throat> what the situation was. But, yeah, we mourn her, but we celebrate with her, too, because right now she's with Yeshua, and she doesn't have to worry about getting sick anymore. There are no COVID shots in heaven. You don't need them. And there wouldn't need to be any here, too, if people would just obey the Lord. But um, anyway, that's another story for another day. But so anyway, people are waking up. We watched a video not too long ago on, on Opposing the Matrix here of, uh, of a uh, fireman down in Los Angeles. Uh, I don't know if it was in the city or Los Angeles County. I think it was a city who uh, finally had enough, you know, um, with, with all the, you know, the, the two shots and now the booster and then a booster every, I think it's every eight months, I think. I'm not sure. Um, and if you got to get it every eight months, and they're, they're, well, they're saying that you're getting it because of the new variants that are coming out. But how did they know the variants? Now, that's a good question because how do you know what to to protect against with a, with a booster shot? Either the booster is not going to work because you haven't had time to make a vaccine that would fight that particular strain. So if there is strains of COVID and if COVID is even a virus, I don't think it is. But uh, it's obvious that the COVID vaccine does not work. Okay. Um, so, yes, they're going to come out with boosters, but that's really nice. But how do you predict what? variant you're going to fight against unless unless you are making the virus and you know ahead of time what you have to fight in the way of a booster shot now if the if the the whole thing of with the boosters or the the vaccine itself is to take out people so that uh, to depopulate the earth uh, the vaccines uh, the booster is not going to work either okay and it might even um lead to a person's demise faster than normal um if you look at, they're saying that the uh, the COVID-19 uh, antibodies don't last and they, they go away. They ebb out or um, flow downstream or disappear um, after a certain amount of time. And that's why you need the booster. Oh, of course, they're using the, the fact that there's variants for the booster. But um, so I think this thing is, well, I don't think it got out of hand. I think that they, they planned all, all this all along. But um, uh, anyway, so. I don't know. I don't know what to say. I've had a, let me do an aside here. I've had a pretty rough evening. Uh, we have a Meshuggah neighbor across the street. I think she's either a Satanist or a Wiccan. And uh, what she'll do is she'll try to set you up and then she'll call the police. Um, I caught her in my yard, actually in my yard, 
photographing my dogs after she got them all stirred up. She take, she gets them stirred up. She takes a video of them barking for 15 minutes, calls the dog catcher, and I get a $260 ticket. Now, that's only happened once because since I've been retired now, I go out with the dogs exclusively every time they're out, or my wife does. And uh, so when they start barking a little bit, we call them back in. Um, it's important in this life that you don't give any of your enemies reason for them to bring ch- anybody to bring charges against you or accusations against you. Um, so if I tell the the dog catcher, which is actually a sheriff's deputy, and I don't know what he did to to have to be dog catcher. Um, usually that's that's a demotion in many areas, but um, you know that's that's something that we can speculate, but we don't speculate on opposing the matrix that much because, if at all, because we know what speculation comes from, where it goes, and what it leads to. And um, anything that I come here come to you with, or Brian comes to you with, or any of us come to you with, um, that we don't have proof of it, we'll always say that we don't. That this is you know that we we suppose that this is true, or it's you know it just smells <laughs> it's. It smells like BS, you know, um, and if you live out in the country, you know exactly what that smells like. Um, so anyway, um, yeah, she's a real character. And uh, tonight she uh, she actually, uh, my, my neighbor across the street, the one that lives next to her, uh, bless her soul, um, and pray for her if you would. Uh, she, uh, she called me and she said, do you hear anything outside? And that's all she said. And then she hung up. And so I went outside, uh, probably around 8.30, maybe 8 o'clock, I don't know. And, yes, there was a very high-pitched electronic sound outside. And doing some matching, it came out to be um, 1,250 hertz. And nothing comes close to 1,250 hertz. A short wave does. that's uh yeah it's i don't know i can't i'm not too sharp tonight to be able to convert that into kilohertz um 260 so we'd move it over 126 kilohertz i do believe and uh that's higher than the am band and it's lower than the fm band and (laughs) so anyway um, i called the sheriff and I said, listen, I said, I don't know what's going on. This, we got this gal across the street, and she always seems to want to pick fights with people. And I said, now my dogs are going crazy because they hear this high-pitched um, electronic noise out there. And uh, so they came out, and um, this gal across the street, the, there's a good gal. I'll say good gal, and I'll say for the bad one, I'll say evil gal. Um, so the evil gal set this all up and to annoy the good gal because uh, she's very been very proficient in getting the good gal's dog to bite to bark she the dog is um pit bull mix it's a nice dog it really is it's friendly it's never bothered me when i go over there um always wagging its tail and happy and um but she likes to antagonize the dog and then she calls up and the gal the good gal gets a uh a 264 dollar ticket and, you know, they only do that for so long, and then the price starts going up, and then after a while they take your dog away. Cause, and and the, the sheriff that <clears throat> that does it is, a, he's a schmuck. That's all I can say. He's a, I don't know. It's it's to the point where we're starting to wonder if he's related to the, the bad woman or the evil woman, um, or if uh, maybe 
maybe she's got something on him. Um, that's all I'm going to say about that. I'm not going to go into specifics, but you know, you think about it and get what you can out of that. But, um, just the way that they side with her all the time, it's ridiculous. And, uh, to the point where we're thinking about clearing out of here and going to live somewhere where people are sane. <laughs> Cause this woman, like I said, she's a Wiccan. We, we did some investigating and found her, uh, her, her email address, which I will never write to, um, like Dark Moon Rising or Dark Wicked Moon or something like that. I, I don't remember it totally, and I'm not going to tell you the carrier because I don't want you writing to her. <laughs> but uh, it's an obscure carrier anyway. And uh, so when a person has that, and, and this woman is proficient, very proficient, almost an expert at at uh, bothering people and, and knowing what turns people on and off and what aggravates them and gets them started and everything. So um, anyway, we, we've been dealing with that tonight with the whistle across the street and the sheriff finally went over and told her to turn it off. But the funny thing is, I guess when he went over to the, to tell her to turn it off, she came out the door real quick and said, no trespassing, you know, you know to the sheriff, the deputy actually. And, uh, and he goes, so I don't know. I don't know exactly what he said. I couldn't hear it that well, but it's like, ma'am, you know, you got to turn that. And she's like, no trespassing. And she's, she's crazy. She's, well, when you serve the devil, you are crazy anyway, but it just takes any crazy that you have in you and it magnifies it about a million times. And, and, uh, you know, it's just amazing some of the stuff we've had to put up with here. And nobody wants to do anything to fix her. They'd rather give us tickets than do anything to, to, to get rid of the squeaky wheel that's causing all the problems. So anyway, we'd rather just not be here to, to deal with that anymore. And we're exploring the possibility of, of selling and, and just moving somewhere where where people out in the country are, can be people out in the country and not some Eugene libtard that decided to move out in the country, you know. Uh, anyway. So that's why if I'm a little slow tonight or, uh, you know, I forget things and you're going, well, you forget things all the time. Well, tonight's especially is <laughs> uh, after having to deal with that. That's and that's why I'm getting on so late, as a matter of fact. Um, OK, so we're going to watch a video um, that talks about the, these officials leaving and also it goes into a little bit about the vaccine. And like I said, they're they're not anti-vaxxers. They're they're pro-vaccine, and especially when it comes to the first two COVID shots. I don't know why. Uh, maybe they're just trying to be politically correct, but um, at least they're addressing the fact that these two people quit. And they go into that a little bit, why they might have done that. And then there's a couple of articles from, oh, excuse me, from um, Natural News that I want to read to you. And it, it goes into this more in depth. Pardon my agita. I, um, I, uh, I don't know. My, my wife made some... Uh, before I had some mozzarella cheese, I love mozzarella cheese, and and I put some. Um, now this might grow some of you out, but I I put some uh, Olive Garden salad dressing on it, and I I like that. I like that vinaigrette kind of uh, vinaigrette oil with a bunch of spices, and and it really mixes well with the cheese. As far as I'm concerned, some people probably wouldn't like that. And on top of that, my wife had made some uh, with her sister. They got together and made some. Uh, what is it? Carrot cake jam. Oh my goodness, that was good. It's good. I've got about six or seven jars of it sitting out there, and I'm like, oh, just what I need. You're trying to lose weight, and I got carrot cake jam out there. So, which makes you buy bread, which are carbs, and you know, you, you do the math. But anyway, so if I, you know, have to 
regurgitate, so to speak. And uh, I apologize ahead of time. So anyway, so let's uh, let's move ahead and uh, in and look at these uh, different things I want to show you. When I read, I'm just going to leave it up. Okay, I think that's going to be a better thing to do from now on. Leave the article up so you can follow along with me. Okay, now. For those of you who think that it's too small to see on the screen, I'm not going to apologize. I've told you right now that it's probably going to be. It may be. And all I can say is if you're going to complain about it, first get on eBay or something and look how much it costs to get a 31-inch screen or something like that or something you'll be able to read off of instead of having a 17- or 19-inch screen there and then complaining to me you can't see it. Okay? So that's my disclaimer. And I'm going to go with that. So um, anyway, so let's go. Let's turn this on. Okay. And then I'm going to go to that page and I'm going to hit play and then enlarge it. And you'll get to watch the video. And then we'll go from there. We'll go to uh, the other pages too. Okay. So here we go. I'm going to make it large at first. Okay. There we go. Beautiful. Here we go. Good morning, everyone. And welcome to Rising. We have an amazing show this Wednesday. Kim, who do we have? Well, we have Brianna Joy Gray. She's going to discuss Democrats' final push to save California Governor Gavin Newsom from recall election. Ooh. And Team Rising weighs in on Mad Madison Cawthorn's latest comments on January 6th. But first, news broke yesterday that two of the FDA's senior vaccine officials are stepping down. The news comes as boosters and children's shots are being weighed by the department. In a letter sent to staff and obtained by Biopharma Dive, the agency's Center for Biologics Evaluation and research announced the departure of Marion Gruber and Phil Krauss, two of the FDA's top vaccine reviewers within the next two months. Gruber and Krauss are reportedly leaving over the White House's decision to begin administering booster shots the week of September 20th without the FDA completing its own review of approval for third shots. The senior officials also expressed frustrations with the CDC and ACIP committee's involvement in decisions that they think should be solely up to the FDA. In mid-August, the FDA authorized booster shots for people with weakened immune systems. According to data from the CDC, nearly one million vaccine booster shots have already been administered in the U.S. It's unclear if all those people were considered immunocompromised. Additionally, this was not the final go-ahead for everyone to receive a third jab. The FDA, the FDA emphasized that other fully vaxxed people are, quote, adequately protected and currently do not need an extra dose. False. Uh, Kim, my, my read on this is that this is a democracy. Nothing should ever be up to, you know, any, you know, one particular unelected person. On the other hand, uh, you know, having FDA bureaucrats step aside in protest isn't great for public confidence. I mean, Kim, what do you what do you make of this this latest back and forth? Yeah, I mean, it really doesn't um, bode well for the confidence that people have. And this this these are actually the fifth and sixth officials to step down in the last two or three months um, for not just uh, over vaccines, but other medications. There was the Alzheimer's drug that was um, kind of there was three of the advisors that felt like they weren't being listened to, that they just kind of rushed this sort of approval of this drug and they ended up stepping down. Uh, and then we had a top FDA regulator also step down. He, he never said really why, but he said for personal reasons, he was one of the biggest critics. Um, and Doesn't then now we have these two stepping down. 
And of course, you know, what happened was the CDC has their own sort of advisory panel. They had a meeting on Monday. And in that meeting on Monday, which is filled with a variety of different um, public health officials, doctors, scientists, and they had a meeting and they all unanimously voted to go ahead with the booster shots. And this is what uh, must have upset these or was at least the final straw because the very next day they both submitted their resignation letters. But my guess is this is not something that, you know, that wasn't the one thing. I don't think somebody would leave their job after uh, doing a great job for a few decades suddenly over one meeting the night before. This is clearly something they had thought about, some frustrations going on inside of the FDA. And it's really unclear what exactly those frustrations were specifically. Yeah, I have mixed feelings about this. I do think these officials have a duty to the public to explain why they're leaving. Um, if they felt like there was undue pressure from the White House or from the CDC, if they feel like they're skeptical over whether or not um, of the efficacy of the booster shots, they kind of have a duty to tell us that rather than just quietly yeah. leaving. Um, one thing I just have to know, hate to make it political, but I can just n imagine the headlines of this happened under the Trump administration. Top FDA officials leave over political pressure from the White House to approve booster shots more quickly. So there's there's always this element of how things are covered differently under certain administrations. I would say this, too. I think that as broadly as a government, we have yielded way, way, way too much authority to the CDC, which has proven incompetent time and time again. Yeah. Uh, so the notion that they're now stepping into the turf of the FDA and trying to weigh in on vaccine efficacy is, is concerning from my perspective. Um, but yeah. is Israel is pressing citizens to get booster shots and saying holders of Israel's vaccine passports must get a third dose of the Pfizer bio biotech vaccine within six months of their second dose or lose the so-called green pass that allows them more freedom. Yeah, and I think I think you're right that if this happened under the, the Trump administration, that that you, you would have sirens and, and screaming headlines about how. You know the the scientists are are, are bucking the anti-science uh, Trump administration, and, and it'll be interesting to see how how differently that plays out under under a Biden administration for sure. I want to point out that in Israel, those booster shots do seem to be working. So, you know, no, Israel not. has been pressing forward. They, of course, don't have to deal with the regulation of the FDA or deal, you know, they have their own processes. And they were, of course, the first country to do mass vaccination. Um, they then, when they saw that the vaccine had worn off and that they were filling up their hospitals with fully vaccinated people, they rushed out to get those booster shots. They started off with, the, with people over 60. They then lowered that to people over 50, then people over 40, then people over 30. And now I believe they've opened it up to anyone who's eligible. Of course, kids are still not eligible to be vaccinated at all in Israel under the age of uh, 12, at least. Maybe it's a little higher than that. But so they it does seem, however, in the short term, you know, we of course don't know long term efficiency of this, but it does look like those boosters are, in fact, uh, giving them some relief in their hospitals. And the reason why we know that is because the they're they kind of hit their plateau finally. Um, and the the percentage of people in the hospital who were vaccinated versus unvaccinated has shifted. And, and it was at one point more way more vaccinated people were in the hospital. And now it's sort of shifted down to about 50 50. So they're seeing 
that level out. But, you know, they're not seeing skyrocketing, you know, uh, cases of unvaccinated necessarily ending up there anymore either. It's just that everything's leveling out. So it does look like those boosters are helping. And I think that's important information for people to know as our elderly and our most compromised and vulnerable uh, have, you know, maybe they got the shots back in February or January and we're rolling into fall where we know we're going to see potentially another big wave come through. New York Governor Kathy Hochul announced yesterday that $65 million will be made available to local health departments to support booster dose planning and outreach. You know, so while you know there certainly does appear to be some efficacy to these these booster shots, there there is an ethical implication that that exists here in the sense that. It's clearly better to get a first dose or a, or a first round, first and second round, than it is to get, get a booster mar- marginally. And there are billions of people around the world that still haven't gotten a single dose. And so at, at, what, at what point um, do, do we prioritize people who haven't gotten, who haven't even had access, who don't even have a chance to, to decline it? Yeah, I think that's a really good point. And I, I would say in the U.S., I think that we've gone to pretty great lengths to make sure that we're reaching disadvantaged communities. We're making shots free to anyone who wants to get them. But I've always said there's a public health education component to this of just convincing people who are skeptics to at least get the first round. My fear, you know, and total layperson on this is we're going to start just inoculating people again and again with boosters while still, you know, more than 40 percent of the population hasn't had their first doses. Um, so it's it's sort of we're, we're tinkering around the edges rather than solving the problem. Or, you know, I think what needs to be opened up for debate in our public discourse, which hasn't really been so much, is, you know, who really needs these vaccines to begin with? I mean, if we're seeing that it is the same people, you know, in Israel, the data was the same people that were getting the virus and ending up hospitalized prior to vaccination were the same people once they started to wear off people over 60, those who are the most compromised. You know, we do have all of these billions of people around the world who haven't received a single dose in the, you know, in Africa, I think the entire continent has less than 2% of their population vaccinated. So, you know, there maybe should be a discussion about maybe these should really be prioritized only for those who really would end up with a severe case and hospitalized so that we can uh, spread it out. And and again, you know, we don't know with these boosters how long they're going to last, what variants might come around, you know, that's going right, to right, exactly. end it. Right. It, 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 if you just lay it out on the table and say, you know, who, who needs a shot more, a 25-year-old a, a a, a who's already had two doses needing a, a booster or a 70-year-old a who hasn't had any, any vaccine at all? It, like, it, clearly, the, the person that should be at the front of the line there would be this, the 70-year-old who's, who's, mo- who's most at risk of this. And we, we just haven't, you know, kind of formulated any global health infrastructure or policy that has allowed something like that to to roll out. Right. right. And the WHO has been saying that they want us to hold off. They actually right. are criticizing Israel like for rolling hoarding. out that third right. dose. Right. right, right. Exactly. It's a global virus. We need a global solution. Up next, we'll tell you what's on our radars. Okay, that was pretty interesting. Um, a couple of bad factoids or false factoids. Um the guy said, well, it's better to get one or two shots before you get the booster. See, what I think they're doing is they're trying to demonize the booster, which will cause people to take away the um, the stigma of the first and second shot. Okay, first and second shot, good, booster, bad. 
um, we were in a, um, a eatery today, and um, the people that were sitting behind us in the booth behind us, uh, they were talking about things, and so they got up and uh, the, oh, the it must have been like the grandfather got up and uh, you know he was talking, and he was a, a Christian too, and we were. You know, we, we, we struck up a conversation with him. And he said that, um, you know, he he kind of woke up after the first shot. He says, I got the first shot. I never got the second. He said, and uh, I'm definitely not getting the booster. And so I, I don't know what he experienced after the first shot, but I think it was a wake-up call for him. And, I, you know, his wife was kind of quiet, so we don't know what she did. But um, anyway, I see it. I hear it more and more. People are starting to wake up and they're, they're seeing the um, the problem with the with the, not just the booster, but with the first and second shot. And I disagree that um, also that uh, it's the that so many unvaccinated people are in the hospital. All the people that I I've heard of that you know that are kind of friends of friends or people that my wife has known for many years. You know they they all are people that got the vaccination as far as I know, and later on came down with a uh, the breakthrough. And uh, some of them passed away. Some of them got better. But uh, what people got to realize is that this vaccine, what it does is it the um, the antibodies that it causes your body to make, they actually get rid of the uh, the antibodies that are normally in your body. Now, I read that the Red Cross is not going to take um, plasma from anybody that gets the booster. Okay. Because they're saying that the, the booster or the, um, the shot itself, see, people, a lot of, <clears throat> excuse, a lot of people that got shot A and B, they're, uh, it's been a while, and their immunity is is starting to wane, okay, and the antibodies that are in them, I, I don't believe that those antibodies go away um, on their own. I think that they're still in there, but maybe they're not in there as much as they were before. And but those antibodies that the that the um, the spike protein helped to create are really killer um, antibodies that that not only attack the um, the good antibodies and kill them, but also attack the um, structures of the body too. So um, I don't agree that shot A and B are a good thing because shot C is a bad thing. And, you know, shot D and E and F and G and whatever. And uh, But there is some real concern with the FDA, I guess, that um, – you know, there are agencies like the CEC, CDC. Now, if you don't know, the CDC is not a governmental organization. They're a private organization. They just happen to research things for the government. But if they're taking over what the FDA is supposed to do, I don't know. You got a non-voted in body. Uh, you know, of course, the FDA is not voted in, but those people are appointed by people that are appointed in. Uh, excuse me, that people that are voted in, excuse me. And um, so... Uh, that haven't been said, uh, the CDC is, uh, like I said, a private concern. And if they're starting to take over things, that would be like uh, uh, Ford Motor Company taking over uh, uh, the department that uh, that takes care of highways or or even taking over the, uh, the part of the government that uh, – or the EPA that judges how – how good the uh, and and falsely so how good the uh, car uh, emissions are and, and how uh, you know the zero to sixty time and everything like that 
Um, by the way, that that video is from The Hill, and The Hill is a um, is a television and a news source out of Washington, and they're not always known for being um, uh, conservative in their points of view. So, um, anyway, kudos to them. Oh, I hate using that word. Congrats to them. How's that sound? For for doing an unbiased piece, basically, for the most part, unbiased. I. I do think that they kind of advocated for the uh, mRNA shots. But, uh, you know, considering what they have, they did the best they did with what they have, I guess. But, okay, so let's go to the next one. This is uh, an article from Natural News. See, it says Natural News. And this writing is small, so I know I'm going to get at least one email from somebody um, saying that the writing was too small and they couldn't read it. Well, that's what I'm here for, to read it for you. I mean, I could just stick it on here and just be quiet and then just kind of scroll down. But what good would that do? Okay, this is the first article. This came out um, either earlier today or yesterday. And it's, uh, like you see, it's from Natural News. See it up here, Natural News. And um, looks like it was uh, on Thursday. Oh, today, I guess, September 2nd, 2021. And the author was J.D. Hayes. And if you ever wanted to go here and look at the articles, um, you can actually look at J.D. Hayes, and I think it'll do a little, um, it'll give you all his posts. And you can find out, where, you know, what his forte is, if he's into vaccines or if he's into uh, social injustice or whatever. Uh, so, And then you can post um, the link if you wanted to on your in the email or whatever. That's a nice feature. That must be brand new. You just copy it like, just like that, okay? Now, if I wanted to post it in anything, I could. So anyway, let's uh, let's start reading here. The name of the article is Senior FDA Leaders Resigned Amidst Furor Over COVID-19 Booster Shots, Proving Vaccine Decisions Are All About Politics, Not Science. Been saying that for a long, long time. Okay, the Biden regime, I love these authors. The Biden regime and the deep state left continue to push all Americans to get the COVID-19 vaccine despite the fact that they are suspect of their suspect effectiveness, given that people who have gotten the jab are still coming down with the disease. Yeah, I guess you could call it disease. Usually the flu is more of an infection, but this this is messing people up. So is the disease, and it's and it's debilitating sometimes to the rest of their lives, and sometimes leads to death. And that's what diseases do. Anyway, but even as the that debate rages, and additional studies show that the best immunity from COVID is natural immunity. After um, after actually getting the disease and recovering from it, like 99.5% of the people have, now sudden talk of COVID boosters has come up. This got this smells like Anthony Fauci. Okay, in recent days, the man who's been most wrong, Fauci, I guess, about the coronavirus and who reportedly helped fund the its development, Dr. Tony Fauci, said he's certain that Americans are going to need a booster, need booster vaccines. No science, anything. He's just certain. Okay. He said, I'm certain we're going to need that third dose. Looking at the data that we're seeing, the White House chief medical advisor told NBC's Meet the Press. Oh, the White House, this liberal White House talking to Meet the Press. That's a recipe for disaster. Um, again, a quote, right now we're sticking with eight months, but actually, but we're totally open to any variation in, in, that, in that based on the data, Fauci said. 
Again, I believe that mandating vaccines for children to appear in school is a good idea. Fauci would rather would later say to CNN, uh, we've done this for decades and decades, requiring polio, measles, mumps, rubella, hepatitis, uh, so that this so this would not be something new. Okay, Fauci. Who do you think you're talking to? Polio is a natural disease that was not created in a Chinese lab, nor was measles, nor was mumps, nor was rubella, nor was hepatitis. Um, and the vaccines that are given for polio, measles, mumps, rubella, and hepatitis are not mRNA vaccines. They're normal vaccines with either dead virus or weakened viruses. And uh, so that's a lie, okay? And giving it to kids, come on, Fauci. Well, you know, that's good. Maybe you should, maybe you should keep advocating for that because then you're, it looks to the Lord like you're picking on children, and he's got a special love for children that will um, he'll defend them. For, in any way he can. So uh, maybe by advocating for them getting the vaccine at a very young age, you're signing your own death warrant. So that wouldn't bother me a bit. And I'm not advocating that anybody go out and try to kill Tony Fauci. Okay. It's just that when his time comes, I'm not going to feel bad. And hopefully he'll beat me to it. Um, and that when he goes, he's taking the down elevator. And I'm pretty sure, I know I'm very sure I'm taking the up elevator. Um, well, sure, but those vaccines weren't 10 minutes out of being experimental. See, there's another thing right there. Obviously, not everyone agrees that the world's most incorrect man on COVID-19, and they could include a pair of formerly high-ranking high officials at the Food and Drug Administration, the agency that's supposed to, supposedly in charge of approving or disapproving booster vaccines. According to Endpoints News, Two of the FDA's most senior vaccine leaders are exiting from their positions, raising questions about Biden's, the Biden administration and the way that it's sidelined the FDA. Marion Gruber, director of the FDA's Office of Vaccines and Vaccine Research and Reviews and Review, and 32-year veteran of the agency, will leave at the end of October. And OVRR deputy <clears throat> director Phil um, Phil Krause who's been uh, at FDA for more than a decade, will leave in November. The news first reported by BioCentury is a massive blow to the confidence in the agency's abilities to regulate vaccines. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the announcement, which is fairly earth-shattering, comes as the agency weighs another, or excuse me, whether, to, whether or not to approve the COVID boosters, the shots for younger children. Um, in addition, they leave as the excuse me. In addition, they leave as the Biden regime has announced that the border sh the booster shots may actually be ready to roll out later this month, even though the FDA has not given its approval. FDA is losing two grants uh, who help bring two giants, excuse me, who help bring us many safe and effective vaccines over decades of public service. FDA's former acting chief scientist. Luciana uh, Borio uh, noted on Twitter, there are a number of factors that led to the departure of Krauss and Gruber, but the overreaching reason, according to, according to sources who spoke to endpoints, was Fauci and the regime coming out early saying boosters are happening. They believe those decisions are strictly in the wheelhouse of their former agency. 
These two are the leaders of biological vaccine review in the U.S. They have great they have a great team, but these two are the true leaders of uh, CBER. Uh, a huge uh, global loss if they both leave. Former BARDA director Rick Bright noted regarding news of their departure. Dr. Gruber is much more than a director. She's a good global leader, visionary, mastermind, uh, global, or excuse me, behind global clinical regulatory science for flu, Ebola, MERS, Zika, SARS, COVID-2, and many others. Um, so what does this really mean? Easy. Pushing COVID-19 vaccines and boosters is a purely political calculation and decision, not one based on the science and research that helps to explain why the same people who were against the vaccine when Donald Trump was president are now for them because they because they are in charge. Just another reason why you should really think about whether you want to get one at all. Okay. Now that, that uh, article kind of touches on some things, and the next article we're going to look at really touches on things, okay? And it's uh, also by um, Natural News. Um, let's see. Top FDA vaccine officials resigned to avoid prosecution for crimes against humanity as White House, CDC, and CDC commit genocide. See, there's a little more meat and potatoes on this one. We're not going to watch the video on this. I watched it, and the woman's using profanity. So um, I will not have that on this uh, radio station because I want kids to be able to listen to this. And while most kids would probably use that word or those words uh, freely, it's not a license for me to put it in front of them and give them an excuse to think that those things are okay to say. So anyway, I didn't do the author. Uh, the author of this, Mike Adams, uh, and it was posted today. Oh, now it's yesterday, September 2nd, 2021. Okay. I read the title, right? Yeah, I did. Okay. And here we go. It's fascinating that two senior FDA officials who have overseen decades of mass vaccinations have now finally reached the end of their tolerance for crimes against humanity. They resigned earlier this week, citing the astonishing fact that the White House, CDC, and the UN have conspired to lock the FDA out of vaccine approval decisions, bypassing FDA regulatory authority, and pushing vaccines for political reasons that have no scientific basis. FDA Director Woodcock is on board with the crimes, of course, which is why she's fraudulently issuing personal personal letters uh, to approve vaccines, bypassing the rest of FDA's regulatory pro- process. This is called autocracy, folks. <laughs> when one person in each uh, in each position or each category uh, makes decisions that they don't have the right to make, but because they have the power to, um, and they can bamboozle people to make them think that they can make those decisions, they do it anyway. Okay, apparently this outrageous vaccine fraud now being committed by the Biden regime was too much for even lifelong FDA vaccines advocates. Think about that. These are people that advocated for putting mercury, a mercury derivative in the flu shots. So, you know, their hands aren't totally clean, okay? They're kind of yucky and, um, for lack of better words, and, and if a person that's, or even compromised in some ways, 
thinks that something is so outrageous that it would actually cause them some angst in the future should they you know should they stay in in the machine that's really not want running correctly um and and suffer because of staying in that machine i've decided to get out that's 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 big to me you know it really is okay now dr uh, marion gruber director of the u.s food and drug administration's vaccine office and her deputy dr phil kraus philip kraus have both resigned accusing the White House and CDC of pushing booster shots without supporting the data. But a more informed analysis of the timing of their resignations uh, arrives at the conclusion that they know about criminal indictments that are coming against the genocidal virus mass murderers, and they want no part of the post-vaccine Nuremberg II trials that will um, indict and prosecute hundreds of former government officials for their roles in crimes against humanity. This is big, folks. It really is. That's a that's quite a charge, you know. That's basically calling them Dr. Mengele. And uh, by the way, who never was had to pay for his um, his crimes. Uh, but you know, ultimately, I guess he's paying for them now. Okay. Let's see. After the Nuremberg trials following World War II, several scientists and doctors were sentenced to death for their role in coordinating mass murder of 6 million Jews. And I should put in there gypsies and other undesirables, according to the Nazis. Today, the CDC, White House, UN, and vaccine makers are trying to mass murder billions of human beings. CHD reports, uh, Gruber and Krauss are upset about Biden administration's recent announcement that adults should get a COVID booster shot every eight months after they received the second shot, uh, People familiar with the decision told the New York Times either believe that there's enough data to justify offering booster shots yet, the sources said, and both viewed the announcement amplified by President Biden as pressure on the FDA to quickly authorize them. Uh, here we go with the Red Cross. The Red Cross uh, says vaccinated says vaccinated cannot donate blood plasma because the vaccine wipes out antibodies. Oh, good. That's in this article. Hallelujah. In other fascinating news, the Red Cross has publicly announced that un- that vaccinated individuals are prohibited from donating blood for certain plasma applications because the vaccine wipes out the antibodies, according to a local newscast and Red Cross documents. See below. Um, listen to the audio of this. Oh, we're not going to listen. I told you about the but it says, listen to the audio of this viral video below, revealing that uh, really what a local newscast said about a, the Red Cross banning blood plasma donations by vaccinated individuals. Um, let's see. The Red Cross confirmed all this in a PDF document from their own website. It explains, emphasis added, if you receive any type of COVID vaccine, you are not eligible to, note it, to donate convalescent plasma with the Red Cross. One of the Red Cross requirements for plasma from routine blood and platelet donations that test positive for high levels of antibodies to be used as convalescent plasma is that it must be from a donor that has not received COVID-19 vaccine. This is to ensure that antibodies collected from donors have sufficient antibodies directly related to their, their immune response to COVID-19 infection and not just the vaccine as antibodies from the infection and antibodies from the vaccine are not the same. Interesting. Okay. 
It looks like people who receive spike protein injections have actually contaminated blood that poses a very real health, very real health threat to others. Okay, COVID-19 antibodies are a pathogen themselves, which means your immune system attacks healthy cell tissues. I've been saying this for weeks and months and finally coming out. Um, another shocking news covered by the Epic Times. New uh, research has found that the antibodies produced in response to COVID vaccines are themselves pathogenic uh, from TET. Uh, the researchers, the researchers data suggests that at least two antibodies that target the, sp the spike protein that enables the COVID-19 virus to enter the human cells are pathogenic, meaning these antibodies create illness all by themselves. Hmm. Why are people catching COVID-19 after they get injected? Hmm. You decide. Um, as researchers expect, excuse me, as researchers expected, my mouth's dry, sorry. Uh, two of the antibodies bound strongly to damaged lung cells, and one of those bound strongly to healthy cells as well. In fact, the antibody that could um, the antibody that could bind to healthy human lung cells, um, it's REGN uh, ten nine eighty seven, killed nearly half of the pups. This is very troubling finding, says Zoe O'Toole. A uh, vaccine safety advocate who has background in physics and engineering and who reviewed the study carefully. It should give anyone pause, especially pregnant women. So even if the vaccines work and produce antibodies, those antibodies can then attack your healthy cells. This explains why so many people who have taken the deadly vaccines are having their brains eaten alive by their own bodies, turning them into real life vaccine zombies. Get more detail in today's situation update with an apology about the explicit um, explicit Richard Pryor bit. I don't know what that's all about, and I don't want to know. Um, I cover all this, and let's see. This is just an epilogue that doesn't really apply. So anyway, there you have it. The vaccine causes your body to uh, – it, it kills the, the good uh, immune cells and um, – and it replaces them with its own, and, uh, and those things start to attack your body. And it's only going to get worse as time goes on. Uh, people are going to keep getting sick and sicker. And uh, those that many of those that sit around going, well, we got the vaccine, we can't get it anymore, <laughs> are in for a big, big surprise. Um, and that's sad. It really is sad. So let's see what we got here. Let's go back here because we're done reading this stuff. Let's hide that, put my mug back on there. So, folks, interesting times, huh? interesting subject. Um, and it's all starting to come out. You know, it really is. It's all starting to come out, and, uh, and the light is starting to shine on all these things. And a lot of the things that I've said, you know, I'm not authority in anything, but all the things that I said, uh, you know, basically they made sense. I mean... <laughs> I, I could buy a lottery ticket, you know, a quick pick at the store and, and say it's going to lose her. And I'll probably be right because I'd say 99 out of 100 of them that you buy are losers. Okay. Once in a while you get a $4 ticket or something like that. Or I could say that um, uh, the sun's going to come up tomorrow. Well, yeah, it's going to come up tomorrow, but I, I didn't really come up with anything. It's just that's what's happened. That's what's, that is what happens every morning. Sorry. 
And, uh, and so there's just some things that you can deduce by common knowledge or, or common sense or um, deductive reasoning, you know? And if this thing has spike proteins, they're mRNA spike proteins, um, of course they're going to do something to your body. I don't know. They say that a lot of people say that it changes your DNA. I think it does, but who am I? I'm not a geneticist. I don't have any training in DNA, but from what I've read and what other geneticists have written, um, I think it's quite possible that it does. So, so what an insidious thing, you know, to change your health and then kill you, you know? And I've always said that about chemtrails, you know, that they're there to, to come down and to, and to get into us and, and to weaken our immune system so that when something like COVID comes along, you know, it's already got to start. You know, your body is compromised in one way or another and from the chemtrails. And then the COVID just drives the nail right into the, the coffin, so to speak, flush with the wood. And uh, so I'm sure the chemtrails play a lot into it. Um, but so does the COVID. Okay. Uh, I still don't think it's a virus. I think it's um, some kind of parasite uh, mixed with another kind of parasite that's akin to uh, uh, malaria and also with the bacteria too. So the body weakens or the, the um, whatever it is, the, uh, the parasite or whatever weakens your body uh, to the point where the bacteria can take over. And that's why you have to take a, uh, Antiplasminid, which is what uh, hydroxychloroquine is. It's an anti-malarial and, um, and also uh, an antibiotic, Zithromax, um, to kind of give it a one-two punch. And here's a little secret, folks. If you want to get, you can't get hydrochloric, um, excuse me, hydrochloroquine. But if you get tonic water and you drink tonic water, that's got quinine in it. So I think that tomorrow I'm going to go get some tonic water, a whole bunch of it, and just start drinking like one glass a day, you know, just to kind of prepare me uh, or act as a prophylaxis against uh, this thing that's going around. Um, I know that the Lord protects us. I know he takes care of us, but he also requires us to be smart. And if we know something to act on that, you can be smart and have no wisdom, and that doesn't help you, but acting on what you know uh, acting on the, the intelligence that you have, if that's what proves wisdom. Okay. So anyway, um, so it's, it's real interesting. Now they, they said in that thing that upwards of five or six people from the FDA have uh, resigned that I didn't know. So that's something I learned tonight and six people from the FDA leaving because they have a conscience. Okay, that that's amazing. It really is, and uh, and it's amazing that uh, even if they do have a conscience, and I think they have a little bit of a conscience, not like you and I have, where, you know, we get to a certain point and we say, is it right or wrong? You know, and we choose right, and then we don't do wrong. So they, I think they have a smidget of a of a conscience, and that, you know, it takes them a little longer for for things to progress that then before they realize that what they're doing is wrong and then they stop doing it. But, uh, you know, congratulations to them for for stepping up and doing the right thing. And I hope that uh, this clears out the um, the uh, FDA and sends a message loud and clear to everybody. 
And hopefully when that day happens, we'll do a radio show about it. Um, interesting, uh, the governor of Oregon has called in the, remember I told you weeks or months ago that the, she was calling in the uh, National Guard to, uh, to work at the state hospital. And that's about the time that I retired. So I didn't get to see those guys working in here. So anyway, uh, but she's also called them to work in other hospitals. Now there's a, a hospital down in um, Springfield, Oregon called uh, Peace Healthcare and it's uh, Riverbend, Riverbend Hospital. And you all heard, if you listen to the show, you heard that when I talked with that guy, how he said that, uh, you know, that they were down hundreds of people. And so there's a nursing shortage, okay? You're down hundreds of people. Uh, some of them have whatever it is, whatever COVID is, and they're getting over it. And others um, aren't there because they see the writing on the wall. Uh, they're retiring. Now, what happened was um, Peace Health again. Uh, they're a big thing here in, in this part of Oregon, at least. I think all of Oregon. And um, they have hospitals. They have um, critical, uh, not critical care clinics, but, you know, clinics that you can go to. Urgent care, urgent care clinics. They have a lab. They have everything, you know, and uh, they're a very big organization, not as big as Kaiser, but probably approaching that size. And uh, they have, oh, I can't remember what it was, but a sizable amount of their, their people have not taken the vaccine. And they set a date, you know, you're going to get the vaccine by September 1st. I think it was September 1st. It might have been like the 31st or the 30th of, uh, of August. And, uh I think upwards of 350 people have not gotten their vaccine and not because they didn't have a chance to, but probably because they don't want to, because they know that there's problems with the vaccine. So then they have all these people missing and they cry to the governor because they're, they're sending them home without pay. And they're, they're dish. Uh, what am I trying to say? They're, uh, they're put on, uh, unpaid leave and sent home because they won't take the vaccine. So then the hospital and that whole organization, oh, boo government, you know, we don't have anybody, you know, uh, we're so down on people that they got to send a National Guard. And so what they're getting is free help, <laughs> you know, and we should probably really help you. But now, now these people are from National Guard are supposed to only do clerical stuff and uh, things that unlicensed people can do, you know. Um, so, but the um, the fact is that, you know, you, you, you send a bunch of people home because you don't want them there because they refuse to get the vaccine. And then you cry and moan that you don't have the staff. Uh, now, the union, as useless as unions are uh, for these people, I don't know which union it actually is. Because I know that when I worked at the state hospital, the RNs had one union and the LPNs were with uh, another union with all the other workers at the hospital. Um, the LPNs always got the, the bad end of the stick. Uh, L, they say LPN means low paid nurse. <laughs> um, anyway, so, you know, you cry foul, but it's because you sent your, your people home um, due to a, a, an infection, I'm going to say, called COVID-19 that is 99.5, no, 99.8 something percent um, recoverable, okay? 
and you know, people are always, oh well, you know, the the, the people that have weak health, or weak immune systems, and are immune compromised. Well, newsflash: when the flu goes around, those people are also in trouble. Okay, it, it's not just COVID for those people; it's it's the flu also. So, how come all these years we've never gone through all this paranoia and this um, anal draconian rules? Um, about wearing masks, about staying six feet apart and everything else. How come they weren't instituted when the flu was going around? You know, I mean, the flu is probably deadlier than COVID-19 in, for many people. And yet the flu is treated like it's the common cold. Yeah, go home for three or four days, drinks lots of fluid, take aspirin for fevers, everything else. And then when you get better, come back to work. But you come down with COVID-19, it's like, you know, the alarms go off, the little red lights start flashing, the emergency lights, and, you know, got to get them in there and put a tube down their throat and kill them and make sure they're dead, you know. Folks, if you're ever in that, don't let them put that tube down your throat, okay. Um, here, this is what I, I've had severe cases of bronchial asthma, bronchitis. Um, I've had two or three bouts of pneumonia. Okay, and this is what I do when I come down with a, uh, an upper respiratory infection and it moves down toward my lungs. Okay, now I'm gonna ex I'm gonna show you what I do, so don't laugh at me. Okay, but I always take air and as far as I can, and I go, <laughs> you know, try to blow it out from my lungs, not from my stomach, but from my lungs. And a lot of times when you when you're sick, you have a lot of sputum and. Uh, you know, that stuff comes up, the phlegm comes up, and you spit it out, you know. And and that's that's what I do. And those are called, I think they're lung exercises. Another one is where you get that stupid little plastic thing. you got to blow in it for so long to watch the little bubble go up. And and it's, I shouldn't call it stupid because it's very effective. But, you know, you can do that without buying that thing. <laughs> and uh, But you got to be careful, like if you have bronchitis. Doing that can actually aggravate the bronchitis. So you do it just a little bit, just to cough as much of it as you can, but you don't keep doing it to where your your um, bronchial tubes get inflamed from the uh, from the bronchitis. Um, anyway, uh, when this whole thing started, it must have been March, I think, of 2020. My wife and I were watching TV, and there was this couple that they were on a cruise, and the whole a lot of the ship came down with with uh, COVID-19. And they said the minute that they felt a little strange, they started doing their lung exercises, kind of like I was doing, or using that spirometer. And um, and they said that they got over it a lot faster than other people that were on the cruise because they knew what to do. And they were actually teaching people how to do lung exercises. So good for them. You know, congrats to them for doing that because uh, they probably helped a lot of people stay alive and keep that stupid tube from going down your throat. Um, COVID-19 affects the blood, folks, and that's why people get blood clots. That's why they have embolisms. That, that's why their heart is affected. Um, of course, you know, the pericarditis and endocarditis are actually infections of the tissue down there. But um, a lot of it has to do with, uh, you know, the, the clumping of the blood cells. And um, I don't know what, what actually happens, but I, I saw a video. Um, some doctor was talking and he, um, he was, she was showing 
the blood of a, a really healthy person. You know, the, the cells are beautiful. They were nice and round. They were pink on the outside and dark red in the center. And that's the way they're supposed to look. And then she showed blood from a person that had COVID. And the cells were all totally dark. They all had ra ragged ridges around them. And what do you think is going to go through a blood vessel easier, especially a tight blood vessel, something that's round and smooth and, or something that's got jagged edges on it? Of course, the round and smooth one, because the jagged edges are going to cling to something, then another one's going to hit that, and they're going to start sticking together until they form a big blood clot, and you have an aneurysm, or you have a, um, a stroke, or some other event. Well, that's what's happening in the lungs. The, the, the blood vessels in the lungs are very, very small, and there's things called capillaries, and in, in that capillary action, what happens is the, the clean blood, um, actually, well, let's put it this way. When you breathe out, you breathe out CO2, right? So the CO2 comes through those capillaries into your bronchi, and you blow that batter out. And then you take the good air in, and that goes back in through um, another action in your lungs, and it goes into your body, and it feeds your body with, with oxygenated, healthy blood. But if those little capillaries and veins and, and arteries in your lungs, and, and especially around the bronchi, get clogged up, that's going to cause a lot of problems. Basically, you're having like tiny little strokes in your lungs and your lung tissue starts dying. OK, putting a tube down there to give you oxygen is not going to help that. OK, treating your blood, however they're going to treat it, whether it's going to be with transfusions or if maybe they'll hook the people up to um, some kind of special dialysis thing. I don't know what they have anymore, but. Um, just to clean up the blood, to get rid of the blood, dead blood cells. And one of the reasons why it's hard to get rid of the dead blood, blood cells is because your liver and your spleen clean your blood. Okay, if your liver and your spleen have a lot of spike proteins in them, um, you're not, your blood's not going to get clean. So your blood doesn't get clean. It starts clumping. The whole thing is cardiovascular. It's not respiratory. The only time it becomes respiratory is when you start having the death of your lung tissue. Then, it's, of course, it's respiratory because your lungs aren't functioning like they should, but it's all because of cardiovascular stuff. Um, and believe me, I'm no expert in this, but I'm a plumber, and I know what drain, what clogs things up, and I know what clears them out, okay? Um, when we first moved into this house, the um, it's 120 years old, this house is, and, and some of the plumbing in it is questionable. It works. But um, usually, you know, when you have a drain line, you have at least two inches, you know, and then you go up from there, two inches to two and a half to three. Usually three is the common drain line that goes out to either to the sewer or to your septic tank. But the drain line from our kitchen to the next spur, which would be the toilet, um, is only an inch and a half. Okay. And that's about that big. Okay. As opposed to, you know, three inches on a regular line. Um, so there's certain things that you don't put down our, our, our pipes. And my wife, God bless her, um, when we first started living here, was pouring grease down the drain. Now, you never do that anyway. You never pour, well, we don't eat pork, but you never pour bacon grease or hamburger grease or, or uh, I said bacon or sausage grease or any kind of animal. Because animals have fats, and fats, I don't know if you've ever seen it. My mother used to make spaghetti sauce, and she would put um, ground beef in it. Well, you never get all the, the fat 
of the ground beef or you know away from it when you cook it in with the sauce so when you put the sauce in the refrigerator after after it starts to cool off you look at the top and it's got all these little fat droplets on top of it and around the edges and everything else and that's fat so if it happens to a cold pot when you flush it down the drain or you know not flush it but uh, let it go down the drain even with hot water yeah right at the beginning it's nice but when it gets down further and starts cooling off it starts coagulating and it turns into big lumps of fat it's really gross <laughs> trust me um so and it's the same thing with the blood you know not we're not talking fats anymore we're talking you know blood cells that are clumped up garbage you know dirty blood and everything else not being able to circulate and it's killing off people left and right but the stupid doctors the minute you get in there put that tube down the throat if I remember in there, my wife is, I've told my wife, do not let them put a tube down me. I'd rather die without a tube down me because at least I know that I gave it a shot, you know, with my lung exercises. I gave it a shot and I died trying. But I think of putting a tube down into your lungs is, is an automatic death sentence. And uh, we just lost a friend, uh, a church member that that happened uh, she got in there, they, they stuck a tube down there, and uh, now I don't know if that's ultimately killed her, but it kills a lot of people. And, um, well, you know, she was a believer, so to be, from, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So she she got an upgrade, so to speak. And uh, But, you know, the people that are left, her children and her husband, you know, they, they have to, you know, they're going to put up with the grief and, uh, and suffer the grief, I should say, not put up with it, and, and things like that. So... You know, again, it's up to you. But myself, no tube. No tube whatsoever. Um, anyway, uh, so, oh, where am I going with this? Anyway, medical science has a lot of, you know, they think they're so smart. In many cases, they are. But have you ever known somebody that's so smart at one thing, they're stupid at something else? Um, I worked with a pharmacist one time that, you know, he could he could tell you the molecular structure of just about any drug that there was, but if he had to change a tire, he couldn't do it. Okay. Um, doctors that, you know, they live by themselves, you know, before they get married or whatever, um, or they just choose to, to live as bachelors or, you know, as bachelorettes is the case, maybe with a woman. Um, and don't have any practical knowledge of how to how to deal with the opposite sex you know um, they have that thing hanging on the wall so they went to medical school and that's all well and fine but they don't know how to deal effectively and truthfully and righteously with the opposite sex um, you name it every you know <laughs> uh, and then you get down into the the, the blue-collar workers you know that uh, that are really good at their trade, like plumbers and electricians, pipe fitters and that. Um, yes, but socially, they're inept. Okay, in many cases, I should say, not all the time. I knew a lot of good uh, blue-collar construction workers that were very proper when, when they were around proper people. Um, but they raised cane when they were around, un, you know, the unrighteous. So um, I sure hope that this sound level comes out good on this because I have a habit of uh, leaning back and that takes me farther away from the mic. So if it, it's a little low, I apologize. But um, anyway, so uh, Nuremberg trials. You know what? Oh, yeah, maybe I can do this. Okay. 
Uh, Nuremberg Code, I want to look up. So let's see. I think if I do it here, if not, it'll let me know. Let's, oh, look at that. It took me right to the search engine. Um, I want to find a list of the codes. I'm going to read the Nuremberg Codes to you, and I'm going to show you that all these doctors and everything are really blowing it. And that, and I'm talking about the scientists and stuff like that, the normal doctors that are um, just acting out of what they've read because they believe that the people that are higher up actually are giving them good information. I don't see them as guilty as the people that are, are laying down the laws of the land, so to speak, when it comes to medicine and COVID-19, of course, and, and the shots. Okay, and we're going to run through the Nuremberg Codes, okay? And you're going to see that each one of these, all 10, here's 10, have been violated by Fauci and his brown shirts um, and Biden and his, uh, his SS officers, um, all in white coats. And uh, let's let's start. Number one. Now, this came out of, remember, this came out after World War II when a lot of the Nazis were rounded up. It wasn't all doctors. It wasn't all scientists. You know, there were, there were um, prison guards. There were um, high-ranking officials like uh, Hermann Gehrig and, and others that, um, that were caught and tried. But um, this has to do with doctors. And because uh, in the camps and, and other places, uh, many doctors that, that were Nazis during the Nazi regime there were conducting experiments on Jews and other, pe other people they considered undesirables um, that were totally ghastly. Uh, you know, putting people in into pressure tanks and and making it such, you know, pretending they were flying at sixty thousand feet, except they didn't have oxygen. And uh, you know, seeing how much people could endure pain by cutting off a limb or or performing surgery on them while they were awake and without anesthesia or within any um, local anesthesia. Um, I mean, some of the stuff is totally grotesque. You know, it's so taking a piece of one twin and sewing it to another twin. They were enamored with twins. They, they, it, twins mystified the Nazis, and they, they just wanted to find out why twins were were, were the way they were and, and everything else. And uh, and I think they were doing genetic experiments for the for future things that uh, they were going to get into. So um, anyway, let's go here. Number one, the voluntary consent of the human subject is absolutely essential. See that voluntary consent. When you are told that you have to take a vaccine or else you're not going to be able to shop or your kids aren't going to be able to go to school, that's not voluntary. That's coercion. Okay. So the voluntary consent of the human subject is absolutely diff uh, essential. This means that the person involved should have legal capacity to give consent, should be so situated as to be able to exercise free power of choice. So, okay, so there's two things. There's no free power of choice with this vaccine. Okay, well, there kind of is, but if you choose not to get it, you're SOL. Free power of choice without the intervention of any element of force, fraud, deceit, duress, overreaching, or other ulterior form of constraint or coercion that should have sufficient it should have sufficient knowledge and comprehension of the elements of the subject matter involved as to enable him or her we'll put in there to make an under 
to make an understanding and enlightenment enlightened decision. No, the press is stopping that from happening because they won't let you see what the other alternatives are when it comes to treating this thing. Okay, and talk about duress. Duress is when um, you're forced to do something against your will. Okay, um, take this va- take this vaccine, or else you know you're going to get fired from your job, or you won't be able to go to college, the college that you want to go to, and everything else. So, um, let's see. This by the experimental sub. Uh, this latter re- element requires that before the acceptance of an affirmative decision by the experimental subject, it should be made known to him the nature and duration, the purpose of the experiment, the method of the means by which it is being conducted, all inconveniences or hazards reasonably to be expected, and the effect of his own health or persons which may be possibly come from his participation in the experiment. Okay, let's see, it goes on, I guess. The duty and responsibility for ascertaining the quality of consent rests upon each individual who initiates, direct, initiates, directs, or engages in the experiment. It is a personal duty and responsibility which may not be delegated to another with, without, with impunity. Um, I don't know if you've ever had a procedure. Some of you probably are so young that you probably haven't had any major medical procedures done or even minor ones. But um, usually when you go to have something done, the nurse comes in or the, actually the nurse tells you that you're going to have to sign it. And then the doctor comes in and they'll say, well, you know, you're going to have the surgery and this could happen. That could happen. You see it when you see commercials for drugs on TV. You know, yeah, you know, you could have this, you can have this, it can do this, it can do this to you. And it can even kill you. You know, that's a disclaimer. That is um, informed consent. So then you watch that, that drug thing on TV and you call a doctor and you tell, hey, you know, I've, you know, let's take diabetes. I've been on this diabetes pill for a long time and this one's supposed to be better. So I want to take it, you know. So then the doctor has to tell you everything that's going. That's how serious these things are. Okay. You're not just allowed to or given anything from the doctor without any kind of conformed. And even with a medication, when you get it at the pharmacy, they pull you aside. Have you ever had this before? Oh, I see that you have uh, high blood pressure or something like that. Then they go and how to take it, when to take it, well, what to watch out for. If this happens, stop taking it, call your doctor, the whole nine yards. But with a stupid uh, COVID-19 mRNA vaccine, you don't get any of this. Oh, this thing is God sent. It's sent from heaven. And if you take it, you'll never get COVID again. And bullshit and bullshit and bullshit. So um, anyway, do your own research. and Don't listen necessarily to what doctors and scientists say. Um, a lot of times if I, oh, of course, I'm a nurse so I, you know, or a retired nurse. And so I know a little bit about things. So when something happens, I, I do some research online. But even, you know, if let's say that um, let's say that you have gout, OK, uh, you have a, a, lot, a lot of pain in your your big toe on your right foot and it's giving you a lot of grief. And, you know, many people have suggested that it's gout. So you go, you know, you know how it is. Oh, I had gout 20 years ago and that's how it felt. Another one will say, oh, well, you know, my grandpa or my great great cousin 
uh, who's three times removed, <laughs> um, had that problem, and uh, it was gout. So you get online, and you look up gout. What is gout? Why do you get gout? Is, is there a way to get rid of it and not get it? Yes, there is. Um, is um, What's the doctor, the doc, what's the doctor going to do when he examines me? Okay, he's going to look at this, this, ask you a bunch of questions. They'll usually give you all the questions that the doctor's going to ask you. And you can, in the meantime, you're, you're answering those questions in your head. Okay. Um, so then you go to the doctor and you, and you know what questions to ask him. Okay. Cause you've studied and you pretty well know the answer, but you want him to kind of confirm what you've read online. And, and that's a smart thing to do. Um, so, you know, he, he confirms that what you've read, he doesn't know you've read it. Don't ever tell him you've read stuff online because they'll think you're wacko. Just go in like you kind of know stuff and ask questions. But um, anyway, uh, so informed consent, very important. So if you're going to have a procedure, the nurse will come in, well, you know, the doctor's going to come talk to you. Doctor comes in, he says, well, you know, uh, Mr. Rufino, you're going to have this done and uh this could happen and that can happen of course you know the complications can set in and and you know i've been doing this for 50 years and nobody's ever died on me but that's a possibility you know the whole nine yards and it and if you leave you're like i made this i made a decision somebody didn't make it for me and you feel comfortable about that plus you know <laughs> you basically signed away if anything happens to you but that you know you even think about that um so let's see let's continue this Number two, the experiment should be such as to yield fruitful results for the good of society, unprocurable by other methods or means of study, and not random and unnecessary in nature. Okay, that's pretty explainable. Uh, however, they can't tell you how, how the vaccine is really going to work. They can tell you how they think it's going to work, how it might be fruitful in your life, but they don't tell you that. It might not do anything. Um, you're the experiment animal, so how can we know? Because we're experimenting on you. And that violates the Nuremberg laws, too. Okay, number three, the experiment should be so designed and based on the results of animal experimentation that didn't happen with COVID-19 vaccines, the mRNA, and the knowledge of the natural history of the disease. Nobody knows about COVID. Very few people know about it, that is. Fauci knows all about it because he helped them to create it. Um, and paid for them to do it. Something suspicious when, when somebody named Anthony Fauci says in 2018 that Donald Trump will probably experience a pandemic in his presidency. Duh, really? Yeah, because you planned it, you jerk. Um, okay, I'm sorry, I get worked up about this. So animal experimentation and a knowledge of the natural history of the disease or other problem under study that the anticipated results justify the performance of the experiment. In other words, we're going to experiment to see if this works, and we think it's going to work. You know, we have scientific proof uh, that it's going to work, but, uh, you know, you're, you're kind of a test dummy, and so do you approve of doing this to you? And a lot of times it's people that are, you know, um, they're so sick that they're going to die anyway. And, uh, yeah, you know, whatever, you know, do the try it on me if it works that's great if it's not i'm gone i was going to be gone anyway <clears throat> just be gone maybe a day or two sooner <clears throat> excuse me 
Number four, the experiment should be so conducted as to avoid all unnecessary physical and mental suffering and injury. Yeah, well, that also includes three, six, nine months a year down the road with the COVID-19 vaccines. Okay, you're not going to get bad things right away for the most part. Some people do. Some people have had neurological stuff from the like the day after they, they had their vaccine. It's really terrible to watch those videos. Um, okay. Number five, no experiment should be conducted where there is a priori reason to believe that death or disabling injury will occur, except perhaps in those experiments where the experimental physicians also serve as subjects. Okay. Now, COVID isn't a fun disease or condition or whatever. And there is a reason to, to try to take something that would help you. But that brings us into the hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin category, because those are things that too that can help. And now I'm wondering how many doctors served the subjects when it came to the COVID vaccine, because I saw Prime Minister at the time, Benjamin Netanyahu, asking the doctor if he got the right syringe. What does that mean? To me, that was, well, doctor, did you get the syringe that just has uh, saline water in it and not the vaccine? Because I'm not taking the vaccine. Uh, Boris Johnson, when they were going to give him his, the cap was still on the syringe. (laughs) It's like, you know, how stupid is that? And other people, too, have gotten it or have feigned getting it. Um, I don't know. I just don't know. Anyway, but it's neat that it says that the... um, that's the physicians is also serve as subjects. And I think that's very important because if you're going to do it to others, you should be able to do it to yourself because if you do it to yourself or if you plan to do it to yourself and you know that something's going to happen, you're going to say, no, I'm not doing that. And if you've got any kind of conscience, you're going to stop somebody else from doing it too, that you want to do it as a test subject. Okay. Number six, the degree of reason, or excuse me, the degree of risk to be taken should never be Exceeded by the, the, the exceeded that. Well, wait a minute. The degree of risk should be taken to be taken should never exceed that determined by the humanitarian importance of the problem to be solved by the experiment. Number seven, proper preparations should be made and adequate facilities provided to protect the experimental subject against even remote possibilities of injury, disability, or death. Uh, how many places do you see COVID-19 given out to people that could possibly have a bad reaction to it? Yeah, they make you sit down for five minutes, but that's not really an adequate facility. Um, but I digress. Number eight, we're getting there. <clears throat> the experiment should be conducted only by scientifically qualified persons. The highest degree of skill and care should be required through all stages of the experiment of those who conduct and engage in the experiment. I heard that there's a hospital in Oregon. No, wait a minute. Uh Oh, no, no, it was down in California. That's where I heard it. Um, There's a county down in California where I guess they were, the doctors are so busy, they were going to have unqualified, unlicensed medical personnel to give the shots. That is totally illegal. Any state board is going to find it illegal. 
even Washington, D.C. or the president's own um, Delaware. Um, that's illegal to have somebody that's not licensed give uh, give a medication that's called dispensing. And it only needs, it can only be done by um, qualified and licensed medical personnel. And having the cook do it on his days off or, you know, somebody else in the hospital that's not adequately uh, trained is illegal. And it should be. And it, I hope that they're not giving it. Um, number nine, during the course of the experiment, the human subject shall, shall be at liberty to bring the experiment to an end if he has reached the physical or mental state where continuation of the experiment seems to him to be impossible. Well, that pretty well stops when you've gotten the injection. But like the guy I talked with today in the restaurant, he got the first one but never got the second one. So he stopped it on his own. Okay, so that's a good thing. He was able to do it. But there are a lot of people. There, there are people in mental facilities that, you know, don't have the capacity to stop it. Can be talking into or out of anything. You know, um, there's just some people that do not have the mental capability to stop something when it starts. And legally, they're supposed to have an advocate there with them. I don't know how many times that happens. Okay, and the last one, number 10. During the course of the experiment, the scientists in charge must be prepared to terminate the experiment at any stage if he has procurable cause to believe in the exercise of, of good faith, superior skill and careful judgment required of him that a continuation of the experiment is likely to result in injury, disability or death, the experimental subject. What about all the cases of people healing over and, and having bad effects because it's vaccine? They're kind of like buried. They're scooted away and buried. Um, let me get back in here. Okay, folks. So we're coming to the end of this broadcast. It's um, it's 29 after. Uh, we've been on for an hour and 29 minutes. How's that sound? And um, I'm tired. My voice is, my mouth is dry. My throat is, my um, my voice is starting to go. So I think that's my body's way of saying it's over. <laughs> end the show. So anyway, we've talked about a lot tonight. We've examined a lot. We've listened to a lot, uh, read a lot. So I hope that you can see that this thing is starting to unravel, that the powers that be that have initiated all this are starting to, they're probably starting to get pretty nervous because their lie is starting to be seen for what it is, a lie. And it's not just educated people that are picking it up. It's everybody that's picking it up. So we'll see what happens in days to come. But all I know is that according to the Nuremberg Code, they can't force this on you, but yet they're doing it. They don't tell you what all the harm could be. You walk in there, hey, doc, what's wrong with this? What could happen? Oh, that's okay. It's perfectly safe. Just take it. You know, uh, no reporters come in of anything happening bad, which is horse hockey. Um, so anyway, that having been said, um, what they're doing violates all 10 of the Nuremberg codes, um, and for, for medical that is, and, um, it, it's morally inept. It's, uh, 
there's no value in it whatsoever. Uh, ethically, it's inept. Uh, there's no value in the COVID-19 vaccine, none of it. Uh, morally, ethically, um, medically, it's garbage. Uh, you might as well let somebody just inject poison into you or, you know, battery acid or something. I mean, that would, you know, take effect a lot sooner. But um, don't try that at home, okay? Um, that's not a good thing. Just using it as an example. So do research, folks. Don't let anybody just tell you you have to do something. Make them give you a reason why and make them tell you what could happen if things go bad. Because you're going to see with COVID, they can't tell you that. They know, but they can't tell you. Um, those two people that left, you know why they left quietly? Because if they said something, their lives would be in danger. No kidding. They would be. Um, the medical field, especially with Big Pharma, there's a lot of money involved in Big Pharma. And when people with that are in for a lot of money realize that there's somebody that's causing them from getting a lot of money. <laughs> the money counts and the people that are squealing don't. So it's not uncommon, I think, for brake lines to be cut, uh, accidents to happen to the people, um, suicide by gun. Um, the best one I ever saw was Vince Foster, Hillary Clinton's friend. Um, he should have never trusted her. But uh, this is going to – hold on a sec. One thing I don't like is when things aren't even. And that's a lot better, but um, not perfect, but better. Uh, yeah, Vince Foster was left-handed, and when he found his body in the park with no blood, um, the gun was by his right hand. <laughs> now, some of us are ambidextrous, you know, but uh, usually when you shoot with, if you're left-handed, you shoot with your left hand. If you're right-handed, I shoot with both of them because I can do things with both my hands. I'm just one of those weirdos that, you know, can has some can do anything. I can screw uh, uh, nuts and bolts together with either hand. Um, I can eat uh, with the fork in my right hand or my left and a knife in the opposite hand, of course. Um, there are some limits. I can only throw left-handed. I can't throw right. So, you know, there are people where the, um, the left-hand right thing is an exception, but uh, there was no indication that Vin Foster was that way. So, you know, and hanging, you know, death by hanging. It was a suicide. Yeah, right. Um, usually when people try to commit suicide by hanging, they fail because the rope breaks or it pulls off something on the ceiling that's attached to. Um, but when it comes to the government and, you having offended Big Pharma or the government, um, why are the suicides always so effective and always the first time? Because it's not suicide. There's a person that's doing it. So anyway, I really got to get going, folks. So anyway, we've looked at a lot of things tonight, a lot of brain food for you to chew on. Um, if you got to listen or watch the uh, the video or listen to the, the auto tape a second time to get it all, hey, do it. I do that all the time. When I'm editing it, I listen to everything again. So, um, so folks, be blessed. Uh, let's see. This is – oh, man. Hold on a sec. So we're on Friday now. We're on Friday the 3rd. 
And um, so, well, tonight, if, if you listen to this tonight, Friday night, Shabbat Shalom, or Saturday, Shabbat Shalom. And, uh, well, folks, just have a wonderful weekend, okay? Be blessed. Uh, know that Yahweh loves you so much that he sent Yeshua to die for you. And Yeshua means salvation, right? <clears throat> so he sent salvation to die for you. Um, you didn't have to do it, but he did it. So just keep that in mind this weekend. If you don't know him, maybe you'll ask him to reveal himself to you. If you've walked away from him and you're you're still saved, which I believe if you made a decision, a, a heart decision for him, and uh, that you know you're saved, and uh, you might get into heaven with lesser words, but you get there. Um, I know that a lot of people would disagree with that, and if you do, don't write to me because I don't really have time to mess with that subject. You believe what you want to believe, and I'll believe what I want to believe. And if you don't believe that I should do that in this format, get your own radio show and do what you got to do. Anyway, so be blessed this weekend. Uh, may Yahweh give you what you need. Afterwards, that after that, give you what you want. If He thinks you want you to have, He wants you to have it. And um, so may you watch over your going out and coming in, your rising, you're lying down, you're rising up. Um, may he bring you peace and prosperity, comfort and rest, and all in Yeshua's name. Amen and amen. Have a wonderful weekend. Good night, folks. It's been a pleasure. <laughs>